In our breakout and best-selling book, Looking for Angels, A Guide to Understanding and Connecting with Angels, Dr. Scott Guerin and I share how you can communicate with angels, understand signs from the universe and these celestial beings, feel at peace knowing you are always connected to source, and much more. Get your copy today at lookingforangelsbook.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or your local bookstore. And now you can even get the audio version narrated by me and Scott through Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. You are listening to A Psychic Story, a podcast that shares behind-the-scenes insights of people who lead supernatural lives among the ordinary. And I'm your host, Nicole Bigley. Join me every other Wednesday as I dispel the myths behind magic and lore. Welcome to A Psychic Story. Psychic listeners, for today's episode of A Psychic Story, I have Kaylin Westbrook. And I think this is our second time trying to get, to get this interview down, but I'm really excited and thrilled to have her because she shares my love of all things crystals. And if you don't follow her, follow her on Instagram, Tangerine Sun Apothecary, also her website, but we'll get into that a little bit more. But welcome to the show, Kaylin. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. And so I guess I just wanted to start out first with how you got into crystals or really even what your childhood journey was growing up. Yeah, awesome. So I actually was really attracted to crystals when, from a very young age. I was that kid that, you know, would go to the amusement park and then would just stay in the gift shop all day looking at all the tumbles. <laughs> so I had no idea, you know, what they meant or anything like that. But definitely like baby witch things. I was always collecting sticks and rocks in the backyard and bringing them home and keeping them and saying they were special. So as far as my childhood, it definitely was a path way before I knew that it was. But my journey with crystals is interesting because the way that I think about my story is all about the connections, right? So I, you know, I started to get into physical holistic health. And that was kind of the gateway for me to discover crystals. I became very interested in essential oils, actually. And through the people that I followed, kind of through that community, they started to share things about crystals or about their friends that had crystals. And so I started following my friend Bella. She became my friend. And she does crystal jewelry. And she's also like, she Reiki cleanses them and everything. And At the time, I was living in Spain still. And so she actually went to a gym show for me and was like, yeah, like, just let me know kind of what you want and I'll try to get you some pieces and send them to you because I was already buying from her shop. So she was like, I'll just include it in your order. Um, So she was really pivotal in my journey with crystals just because, I mean, I was in Spain. There are metaphysical shops there, but I hadn't found any yet. And yeah, so she was able to get me like, my first adult crystals, because <laughs> like I said, I had them when I was a kid and stuff. But yeah, so she kind of connected me in that way. And she's also very well versed about like the properties. She was able to like recommend books and stuff to me. And I just, I'm one of those people that's all in. Like once I find something and I'm like, this has value, it's like, okay, I'm going to buy 10,000 of them. And <laughs> that's pretty much everyone's journey with crystals I've found. But yeah, it was actually through Instagram. You know, I, I absolutely love 
Instagram and the community. And it just seems so fitting that my whole shop is based on Instagram because that's kind of where I was introduced to crystals first too. And then eventually I did find, you know, other shops that do live sales and basically the same model that I do now. And I just fell in love with it. It just felt so... I loved that energetic exchange of watching someone in their live sales and then being able to support them and like knowing them personally. And I, I still remember all of my first pieces, exactly where they came from, exactly, you know, what that person was talking about when they showed that crystal. So yeah, that's a short version of how I got into the crystal community. Yeah, that's cool because I was like the same way growing up where I would collect rocks or even my whole family, actually, even the grownups would just have these crystal collections and never really did. Obviously, as a kid, even when I grew up, there weren't a ton of books out there. Like you really would have to search for them and wasn't really sure what it entailed. I remember going to this like fair, I guess it was like more of like a fair festival where they had this stand and the person was selling a bunch of crystals and I had saved up all my money and my parents were like, well, you can buy whatever you want at the fair. Like, do you want a toy? Do you want whatever? And I picked out this one crystal and I remember like, I was like, eh, it was like $15, which was a whole lot of money back then, especially when you were a kid. And I put it down. And then as I'm walking around the fair, like I was so sad. And my mom was like, would you want to go back and get it? And we went back and I couldn't find it again, but I found a different one. And I took it home. Very long story short, my grandmother was walking me through this medit. Now I know it's meditation, this grounding where you have like your feet in the ground, like you picture your feet in the ground going to earth and everything. And she's going and, you know, put your energy in the crystal. And I got these chills from my feet all the way up my spine. And then the the crystal triangles, the record keepers appeared right before my eyes. Wow. Yeah. And of course, didn't know what it was then and took, you know, a whole life learning about it. But I feel like to me, crystals have these personalities and these also like they evoke these emotions. And it sounds like that's what you have, what you've grown to love about that. Yes, for sure. I always tell people, you know, I think the most popular question that I receive is what's your favorite way to work with crystals, right? And it's something that's so highly personal. You know, you see this in the holistic health community too. And basically in any category you want to talk about, everyone wants you to give them this like magical recipe, right? Like what's the right way to do something? We're constantly asking this. What's the right way to read tarot? What's the right way to work with crystals? What's the right way to meditate? And the answer, people don't usually like it, but it's so highly personal. It's whatever you feel like doing. And for me, almost, I would say 95% of the time, working with crystals is simply hanging out with them. It's, okay, going to, you know, my altar or whatever space right now is boxes. Um, (laughs) Because you just moved for people that don't know. She just moved to California. So congrats. Yes, just moved. Thank you so much. I'm, oh my goodness. I love it here. The crystals love it here. (laughs) But yeah, and it's just kind of going to that space. And depending on your intention, you know, you can make it very intention focused. Or sometimes the crystal will kind of just scream at me and I'll just see it. And it's like, I can't move on without grabbing that one. And that's just the one that follows me around all day. I'll carry it wherever I'm going, um, put it in my space. You know, especially if I'm working, it's probably going to be a crystal that's more focused on, you know, clarity or mental clarity. But just having them in your space is a wonderful way to work with them. Obviously, there's a billion different ways to work with them, but it doesn't have to be this 
so involved process. You don't have to do a ritual every single time that you want to hang out with your crystal, you know? Well, it comes from earth and from the earth and it's a physical property, but it has the ability to bridge the metaphysical and the spiritual and the physical together for us. So I like to think of it almost like a computer chip of sorts, like the original way, right? Yeah. The computer chip of it holds energy, it stores energy, it records things, but it also can be wiped out and cleared and you can use it for whatever, like you mentioned, intention. And it doesn't have to be complicated. I totally agree with you. Like we tend to nowadays, like what's the right way or we want this checklist. I talk a lot about on the show, like tips or things or tricks, but at the base of it all or at the heart of it all, it's go to what feels right to you. I do want to ask you about your, like you mentioned in one of your videos on Instagram, Atlantis, and that you learned, do you mind sharing a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I received a reading from a psychic medium that specializes in these types of readings. That is essentially what it, what are the origins of your soul, right? I feel like it's something that I wouldn't normally do, but it was recommended by this person that I really love and admire. And so I was like, oh, I want to do this. Like I just felt led to do it. And it was amazing. It's, I, I think of all of these things as tools, right? You don't need all of them, nor are you necessarily not going to be able to build metaphorically something without all the tools, but there are things that can help us on our journey. So do I have to know my soul's origin? Do I even have to believe that that's something that we can know? No. But is it helpful for me personally in my journey? Yes. And so the way that she does it is she uses a pendulum and, you know, she talks much more in depth about the process, obviously. But so she, right off the bat, very strongly felt like I was from Atlantis. And she was like, wow, you're the first Atlantean that I've had. And so then she continues to like pull cards, but it's not about, it's not a typical reading in the sense that she's pulling cards for wisdom about my personal life. She's pulling cards with me as a witness about Atlanteans or about things that we can kind of put together about the Atlantis story, right? And um, so funny because she pulled the tower and death, which, so I'm a Scorpio sun, moon and cancer rising. And I've got lots of other Scorpio placements too. I mean, my Mercury's in Scorpio. So I'm very familiar with this like death and rebirth narrative, right? So I just laughed when she pulled it and she was like, yeah, this makes sense. I mean, when we think about Atlantis, it's the crumbling of structures, but society lives on, Right these messages live on. And that's the whole message of the tower. And she asked me, one of the first things that she asked me was, what's your favorite crystal? And everyone that knows me knows that I would never just say clear quartz. But it's it's almost like it just, I spit it out. Like it just came out of me, right? I just had quartz. And she was like, that's so interesting. And she grabbed her clear quartz icosahedron that she had right next to her. And before she had even grabbed that, like I was picturing mine because I had the exact same piece, not the exact same piece, but a similar piece. And she was like, I really feel like Atlanteans, since they are the master healers, are aligning with clear quartz. And it was just such a cool kind of whimsical moment because I never would have picked clear quartz. Like, It's too, it's almost too vanilla for me, like too boring, right? It's like, oh, the master healer. It's my favorite, favorite one. (laughs) Yeah. And I have a, I have a past life in Atlantis and I, and that's why when you mentioned that in your video, I had no, no idea. Um, I mean, I sort of did a little bit, like I knew that there was a tie or a connection, but I wasn't sure, but I do want to get into, I didn't want to interrupt you, but yeah, I want to get into later and share with people why that's important Yes, and, and the tie in, but yes, please continue. Awesome. But yeah, that was essentially it. I mean, we covered some other things and 
she was talking about creativity and how innovative Atlanteans are, you know, and I just, I personally feel like it's so empowering to be able to, like, because as soon as she said it, it resonated too, you know, as many things in the spiritual world, it's what resonates, you stick, you know, you take it and what doesn't, you discard it, right? Um, but it strongly, strongly resonated with me and she could, she could feel it too, you know, and um, it's just cool to be able to say something so empowering because I feel like in our society today, in this world, in the 3D, we're very like, oh, don't be too confident or you're cocky. But then it's like, okay, I try to be humble and oh, she doesn't have any self-esteem, right? Like it's it's such a balance for what reason? Like what's the point, right? And so to be able to say like, I believe that my soul is Atlantean and innovative and strong. And like, I've been through all of these things. Like it just really helps to put in things into perspective. It's like why we meditate, right? Like if I can be meditating and imagining myself like floating through space and time, well, my problems here today, here and now seem very small. And that's how it feels to me connecting to my soul's origin, because it's like, imagine how many things I've gone through already. And it's just like, adding one more layer to the whole like connecting to your past lives and you know I have a strong like insane connection to the water to the ocean to the sea and that obviously makes so much sense with Atlantis and it's interesting because she told me too she was like you know if you just want to continue to channel I'm hearing that you should just go basically float out in the ocean like just stay there she's like have you done that before and I was laughing already and I was like I do that every single time that I go to the water like and it's something I have to do too and it's no one ever told me to do that I cannot go to the beach and not get in the water either like what's the point in my head you know and everyone else is like oh it's cold the waves are strong there's a current whatever no I have to get in and I have to like release and float. And there's almost a part of me too that like doesn't want to release and float. Like I I have some like fears about like sea animals and like, I don't know, I've been like almost stung by jellyfish and stuff, nothing crazy. But there's that part, there's still that tension that's like, oh, release. And then once you release in the water, it's just like, that's when I can receive the downloads. That's when I feel connected to the universal energy. Like there's no other way that I feel so connected to universal energy. And I feel like I can, you know, basically be beyond time and space besides when I'm in the ocean doing that. So absolutely makes sense that I'm an Atlantean. (laughs) Well, and also with your, I think part of the fear, at least what I'm getting on it or the read is that the fear of the water and the fear of letting go is because of how Atlantis, the downfall of Atlantis. Right, right. And I think that's probably a part of it too. Whether you were there during that specific time or not, your energy was still Mm -hmm. connected to that body of energy, the the physical space that that entailed. But yeah, no, I think that's fascinating. When I heard in your video that you were tied to Atlantis and then the crystal, I was like, oh, that totally makes sense. Why she's selling these, where she's so in love and in touch with them. Because for people that may not be as familiar, and please also feel free to chime in, but Atlantis is... Is, was one of the first civilizations. It was a very, very sophisticated civilization here on Earth. It, it it used a lot of crystals for its technology. It used energy from the Earth and was very much advanced from that standpoint. There were a lot of things about that came about with the downfall of Atlantis, but ultimately what people have said and what I, I believe in my heart is that because of the technology and the way that they were so advanced, it was because they were able to harness not just Earth's energy, but crystals and gemstones. And they were able to also tap in 
to what each one meant and the whys behind it. And so while some people may be like, oh, that's too woo-woo for me or that's too way far out there, you can choose not to believe it. I just know from experiencing energy from crystals and working with crystals in my own day-to-day life as well, that it is real. At least it's real for me. Yes, for sure. And, you know, magic is either everything or it's nothing, right? We, it's real for me and and that's, that's my truth. Um, yeah, I totally forgot to talk about that whole part too. She was basically saying that Atlanteans intuition with crystals is so, so strong. And I resonate with that so much because obviously I like to talk about the metaphysical properties of crystals, but anyone that follows me or anyone that's been around my community for any amount of time knows that my favorite way to present crystals to people is through affirmations, whether they're written by someone else or by me. But I feel like there are so many you know, crystals, for example, that I could say, oh, these are calming or, oh, these can help you connect to spirit. Like so many have similar properties. Of course mm-hmm. they are different, but when I tell someone an affirmation, that is kind of bridging the gap, like you were saying, between the astral and the physical. That's that's how you use the crystal is implementing it into your life and your intention, regardless of whether the person decides to use my affirmation or write their own or write their own intention. It's still kind of going in that direction towards using your intuition, right? And I think it's also better for me because sometimes I will know that a person needs a crystal, but I don't necessarily... I. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't say that I can't remember the metaphysical properties, but maybe I don't remember as in-depth as I would like to. But it's just because my intuition is like, you need this. I know you need this, right? And that's why one of my favorite things to do is when people ask for an intuitive pick, I'm like, yes, I get to pick a crystal <laughs> for them. And it's like, the crystal that is for them always screams at me, right? So I'm like, yes, you get to go to your new home. Yes. That's really cool. So let's get into a little bit about, like you mentioned crystals and, and clear quartz wouldn't have been normally like your go-to. I know that you're obviously into citrine now. Yes. Um, that's a big <laughs> one. You have a million different ones or pieces, I should say. Yes. What are some of the more, I won't say common, but the your go-to crystals that you have been led to just, you, you've gravitated more towards lately, either for yourself or to sell for other people? Oh, I love that. Yeah, because I definitely go through cycles of gravitating towards a crystal to sell too, to where it's like, oh, like I need to get more of this material. Oh, I need to put more of this out there. I think one that I was originally very drawn to, but I've been drawn to more recently is smoky quartz. I think it's also because I try to go a million miles a minute, you know, and kind of expand before grounding, which obviously is not good. Um, and so smoky quartz is kind of a perfect blend for me of grounding yourself, but also still igniting that passion. And I've been very drawn to it for others as well. Like recently, every time that someone's like, oh, you know, what do I need right now? What should I be using? I, I say smoky quartz. And I think that it's also because we're going through such I mean, well, we could talk about obviously micro or macro, right? We've been going through a very tumultuous time. But even now, as there's so much uncertainty, even though things have started to calm down, I think that smoky quartz is that that perfect like balance. It's a great protection. It's a protective crystal that even if you just put one by your bedside, Mm -hmm. I love to have one by my computer. 
Oh, yeah. Because it absorbs the energy coming in and out a lot. And if you have, if you're someone that gets a lot of tech, or I shouldn't say gets a lot of tech issues, occasionally will have tech issues. That can be the Mercury in retrograde, the, yeah. the sun, the moon, the stars. But if you put a quartz crystal by your computer, then you're usually going to be smoky quartz, I should say. That that usually helps also protect that space. Definitely. I mean, I keep one in my car. Yeah, everything. Very, very protective crystal. So smoky quartz, what other ones? I am always drawn to labradorite, always, (laughs) for myself and others, just because, you know, and the key word that I always think of with labradorite is transmutation um, or transformation, you know, and I truly just feel like it allows us to see why we are going through certain things. You know, it, it allows us to see the potential of you know, what we need to be releasing and what we can walk towards in releasing that. Um, I, I just feel like Labradorite, anytime that I feel like I'm completely, my nerves are fried, my brain is fried. I'm not thinking clearly like that, that state that we get into that's not brain fog from lack of focus, but brain fog from just maybe more of an emotional fog. I always reach for Labradorite and I always recommend Labradorite. And I mean, it's insanely beautiful to look at too, right? Which is a nice plus. But it's it's just such a wonderful companion for our journey, I think, because it allows us to see, yeah, that potential of what could be. Like, okay, if I release this relationship, it's not serving me, even though it's going to hurt like hell right now, I can see how free I'm going to be in the future. Transmuting that hurt into something beautiful, which is an outpouring of love in the future. It's almost kind of like a healer in its own sense. Like you can go to a healer or hold it and it can take that energy from you. But as you mentioned, transmutation for people that may not be as familiar with it, it literally would take that energy that you're holding and that you need to transmute and remove that off of you and then put it into good energy and put that out, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I went to this metaphysical store just to get some extra crystals. I'm in the process of moving and I packed up most of my crystals, which made me sad, like just for safety Mm -hmm. reasons. And yeah, it's like, you know, putting them on the shelf for a second. But so I only have a few around me. So I ended up going to this metaphysical store to grab just a few smaller crystals so I could have them around. Mm -hmm. And citrine was pretty much gone. So is that like a trendy crystal right now? Or, and I know you sell a lot of it, you sell some beautiful pieces, but what is it with citrine? Yeah. Yeah. So citrine has definitely been on this huge trend. I think pretty much since I started the shop, like it's just been a steady increase in interest, which I totally get it. Like it's one of my favorite crystals, but it's also becoming more rare. I mean, it's rare as such a hard word with the crystals because I also don't like to say, oh, this is rare. And people, just to get people to buy something, right? Like some right. sellers use that tactic, but it is it is becoming more rare. It is... Because it's popular and the, and the supply and demand is shorter. Exactly. And I mean, it's just, it's not that abundant of a crystal anyway. I mean, it's it's just, yeah, it's just not. But I think truly the reason why it's becoming so popular especially with the rise of, you know, apps like TikTok and like spiritual TikTok and things like that, people are recognizing the innate properties of citrine for manifestation. And, you know, I always say, and a bunch of crystal shops always say that citrine, you will see a return on your investment if you're using it correctly, right? And that's why I have so much, well, I will say abundance and joy. So for me, I can only manifest if it's coming from a place of joy, right? And Citrine helps with both of those things. Not only does it help us to 
focus our intentions so that we can manifest that abundance for ourselves. But it's, I mean, if you think about the way the citrine looks, it's so sunny, right? It's that joyful, childlike, you know, solar plexus energy that is helping us to already do everything from a place of love and joy. And so when we align with that vibration when we're manifesting, that's when everything starts to, you know, fall into place for us. And we're like, oh my God, like, what am I doing different? Was it the citrine? The citrine does have innate properties, but the citrine is a reminder of your own innate powers and abilities and, you know, the fact that you can align with that vibration. So I think that people are seeing results, like tangible results, much more easily than maybe they were in the past. And citrine is a very, very easy crystal to work with as well. I mean, they say that citrine never needs to be charged because it already embodies the energy of the sun, right? It's not, mm-hmm. it's not a difficult crystal to work with at all. And so I think that people are just really latching onto that because they're, they're finally being able to have this manifestation practice with the help of citrine. And they want to bring in that joy in a time that we've all been just feeling down in some cases and a lot. Is that how you came up with your the name for your company or for your brand? Tangerine Sun? Or is it different? I saw something about Star Wars and I just wasn't sure if it was similar. Yeah, <laughs> it's about Star Wars. So, oh my goodness, I could talk for hours about Star Wars, but it's it's basically about the famous binary sunset on Tatooine where there's two suns. You know, there's extremely iconic scenes with most of the main characters looking at that sunset, it is a time of reflection. And Star Wars, to me, is, I feel like, this anchor that I've had my entire life, right? So I grew up in a very religious family, and technically, the ideas in a movie like Star Wars would be rejected, but they weren't, because my mom loved Star Wars. (laughs) She's like the biggest Star Wars fan ever. Well, there were some hot guys in there, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I love Anakin. (laughs) Always will. Um, but yeah, so like just the idea of the universal energy and, you know, not giving into fear and the fact that we all possess this duality. I think that that's what I was the most attracted to and what resonated the most with me, even while I was still, while I still aligned with a particular religion. I loved that duality within us. And I actually have a tattoo of a lion because of the idea of Anakin. And it's that that idea that we all have, whatever you want to call it, good and evil, high vibration, low vibration, you know, whatever semantically works for you. We all have that within us. And we decide whether you believe that we decide at one moment or we decide every single day. Um, we decide what side we're going to um, align with. We have free will, right? And a lion, because I've, I mean, I have a lot of Leo dominance in my chart, but also because, um, you know, throughout history, throughout religious history, lions have been shown as the really good guy and the really bad guy. And I just thought that a lion was kind of perfect to showcase Anakin, right? Because he's the most famous villain, but also one of the most famous saviors of a series. And I believe that that's all of us and we can all choose to be, you know, the savior quote unquote, of our own story. And yeah, so Star Wars just very, very deeply resonates with me. So I use that for my name. (laughs) 
That's really cool. Yeah, I wasn't sure because then I I stumbled across your page and I love all your crystals, especially when you do the lives because I was like, oh, I mean, I would buy every single one of them if I could. (laughs) But I then saw about a post, I think that you explained that and then the sun and then the reflection. And that just really resonated with me. And especially what you're talking about with the duality, because Mm -hmm. I think sometimes people think there's right and wrong. Mm hmm. To me, I don't necessarily believe in right and wrong. I know what's right and wrong for me, but it's less of a judgment, place of judgment. And I absolutely agree with you that we are who we are. There's the majority of like our feelings and our emotions and the energy that we embody. And we may lean one way or the other, but ultimately like we all have a little bit of a dark side on us and we can't have that light without the dark, right? Mm -hmm. And vice versa. And that's what makes us just these very complex pieces of energy and consciousness that, Mm -hmm. you know, who we are today. That's so beautiful. That was perfectly said. Thanks. I try sometimes. Um, <laughs> one of the things, so I have my Reiki master, or I'm certified as a Reiki master. And when I first started out, I actually had a rosary made by hand out of lapis lazuli. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure at the time. I know that I had done some research and everything else. It just felt very grounding to me. It felt very good, like healing energy. Do you do a lot of work with lapis lazul? And why would a healer, I guess in particular, maybe gravitate towards that? Yeah. So my best friend, Jolie, that also has a crystal shop, she's a certified crystal healer. And she talks about lapis lazuli all the time. And it's, I mean, it was valued as more valuable than gold in ancient hmm. times. Maybe that's where I'm coming from. I'm bringing up my past life experience. Yeah. I didn't do you know have it. a past life in Egypt? Because if you do, then oh, that's yeah. why. I do. Okay. Well, that's why. Because lapis lazuli was used in the Egyptian, you know, empire. And you can see in different depictions of the Egyptians lapis lazuli all the time. Like I just I encourage you to Google like lapis lazuli ancient Egypt. It's really, really cool. Okay. Like the artwork and all of those things. I think it also pops with the gold too. Visually, it's just a good, you have like that cool, bright blue mm-hmm. azure kind of, and then the gold. So visually, it just looks very rich and whatever, but the energy of it, I didn't realize about the rarity of it though, back then with ancient times. Well, I don't even think that it was necessarily that rare. It's just that they they knew how powerful it was. Like they used to use it during their different councils and things like that. You know, like they definitely used it metaphysically as well, but they also used it for things like makeup. Like they would crush it up and use it for, you know, what we would call eyeshadow and things like that. Mm-hmm. I really, really, really love lapis lazuli. My personal, well, I have multiple personal pieces, but one of my pieces is like one of my top favorite crystals because I think that it encourages us to be brave when we are communicating our truth. So any throat chakra crystals are definitely going to, you know, help us with that, help us with our communication, assist that. But I just think that lapis lazuli goes even a step further to give us that bravery to, yes, this is my truth. I'm speaking it and I'm confidently doing it, right? And it's also associated with higher knowledge, right? So when we're going deeper, not only speaking that truth, but also kind of channeling that truth as well. And so discerning what is going to align with our, you know, our higher self and what is not. And so I think that, again, the kind of that duality of that stone is just so beautiful. And I'm sure that that's why it helped you to feel so grounded, not only because of your, you know, probable probable past association with it, but also because when we are able to discern what aligns with us and what doesn't, and then also speak that or live that, 
that's our most aligned self, right? And so mm-hmm. it can be extremely grounding for sure. And it's just so beautiful, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a really pretty blue, purple, you know, if, if you're not familiar with it, I would recommend anyone listening to definitely Google it. And that gives me such confidence. I really appreciate you saying that. I wasn't planning on asking the question, but it just kind of like popped in and it goes back to the essence of the show in that I was feeling, this was two years ago, so way before the pandemic and everything, but that there was, there were people out there that were feeling not brave enough to tell or share their stories Mm. or being confident in having that courage to share their energy or share their their truths. And so mm-hmm. that now makes sense that it actually was like way early on in my spiritual journey and my healing process for myself and others, but also that it's like that energy is pulling in. And that's the other thing I think for people that you don't have to have crystals in your possession or on your person for you to be able to tap into the energy. Ideally, it is a lot more powerful if you can have a physical crystal or a gemstone or anything else like that, because putting it on your person or having it around you just helps amplify that. But I was taught early on through the my Reiki practices and everything else, like if you need a color or if you need an energy source or you want to pull in a crystal's energy, you can call on to that, that mm-hmm. universal force, because it doesn't have to be physical. We are all energy. It's a spiritual manifestation of things that make us physical. So that's the other thing. Like if you're like, well, where do I start? How do I start? That's another thing. Like you can almost pull in, like you were saying, the affirmations of that energy and everything. So I just wanted to kind of share that that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think that it's just always important to kind of ground ourselves in that knowing too, because we don't want to give away our power to the crystal. Like we never want to think, oh, I can only manifest when I'm in the same room as my citrine. Even if you do have the crystal, <laughs> right? right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you forgot it one day when you're going to your friend's house and you were you know, going to do a ritual with them. Maybe you're traveling, maybe whatever, fill in the blank. And you still have that innate knowing and power within yourself. I like to just call crystals reminders. And, you know, I have say that with a grain of salt because yes, I absolutely do believe that they possess innate metaphysical properties, each and every one of them. However, you know, a crystal by itself is just a crystal. It's the person that picks up the crystal that is going to use that energy charges and it. make it something beautiful. Yeah, and charges it. And even if you don't have that physically with you, it's almost like muscle memory, right? And I guess this wouldn't be the case if you've never worked with crystals, but if you have, like your spirit, your soul already knows how to align with that energy, whether or not it's physically with you. And even if you haven't worked with crystals before, like you were saying, you can tap into that. And, you know, maybe walk outside, maybe be barefoot outside and then just be like, yeah, I mean, I know that there's crystals under me somewhere. Like, I'm just going to connect with them. (laughs) Exactly. For somebody who isn't um, as familiar or or wants to get started and they can either go to your page or uh, obviously your website and purchase, you also do these live sales. What would you maybe recommend? I know this is a very broad question for a lot of people, but what would you recommend that they start with if they were like, just get one or two crystals? How do they pick and where do they go? Yeah, so I would say, you know, and this is pretty, I would say pretty universal. Any crystal healer or crystal shop would probably tell you, you know, amethyst, rose quartz, clear quartz, and then something that's grounding. So either smoky quartz or black tourmaline, obsidian, something like that. The most ideal, I would say, would be a chakra set. So, you know, something that you can use for each each and every one of the chakras, but 
if you know you can't and also another thing that I will say don't be afraid to get small crystals don't be afraid to just start out with tumbles you know don't let um financial reasons be the reason why you don't start working with crystals they are just as powerful when they're small obviously all of us like a good statement piece but that's not necessary especially when starting out and the shape doesn't matter as well like if you can't have access to tumbles maybe you can find raw amethyst or you know a piece of raw a black tourmaline or whatever And the good thing about those crystals too is if you don't want to purchase online, especially for your first time, you can just go into your local metaphysical shop and I'm positive that they will have, you know, those materials. And the other good thing about those materials is they're, they're so common that, yeah, like any metaphysical shop is going to have them. I mean, back when I was a kid, you know, the amusement parks had them. So, (laughs) right. (laughs) Yeah. And I think exactly that is. The tumbles is what I went into that metaphysical store locally just to be like, hey, I realize like I physically on my person want to have something and just have that kind of connected. And they're like a dollar in some cases, four dollars, like super affordable and accessible. And like you said, you can pretty much get them anywhere. You mentioned that you have people that you're close to or, or people that you source your crystals from. And I wanted to just give you an opportunity like where how you get them is very sustainable because there are some places that they don't necessarily care where they get them from. But how do you decide to like work with people and get your crystals? Yeah. So the very first like test, quote unquote, I would say is how I feel with someone. So I go back and forth a lot before I decide to purchase from someone. I want to know how they run their business. I want to know how they treat me, just how the vibration is. Like my, I trust my intuition with everything, right? And so if there's something off, even if it's not a physical like reason, like, oh, they said this that I didn't like, I just straight up won't partner with them. And I honestly, I now I really don't look for new vendors. At the beginning, obviously, it was a lot of kind of doing that vetting and seeing where they're from. But now I just, I really partner with the same vendors because I know their families. I know them. I love working with them. They know what I like, you know, so just logistically it's easier. But yeah, that's one of my favorite parts of what I do. And, you know, I have been super lucky to meet vendors in kind of I I don't want to say weird ways, but just a little bit more unconventional ways. Like, for example, one of my... uh, I used to teach English online when I was living in Spain. And one of my students was from Brazil. And so as soon as I opened a crystal shop, I was like, you know, the majority of crystals come from Brazil. So let me ask my student. And it was his friend's cousin, I believe, and is one of my biggest vendors. And you know, he, the very first time that we partnered, he, he doesn't, there is a little bit of a language barrier, but it's awesome because we speak like Spang, wait, what, whatever, like Spanish, English, and Portuguese, and like a little bit of everything. But he FaceTimed me, like before he would ever show me any crystals. He was like, I want to show you, you know, like where I've cut them. I want to show you my family's like business, basically. And so even though I can't go there in person, you know, I started the shop during the pandemic. But I I still feel very much like I know how they operate, like I know their family. I've, you know, I feel good about supporting them. And so I prefer to just, you know, continue to support those people. Not that I will never, you know, work with new vendors, but it's just really beautiful when you're able to support, you know, I don't know. I just think that it's really cool people that in their businesses and yeah. it's not like mass consumerism. Exactly. And that you know the intention of where you got the the product behind is there. 
Exactly. And and doing it from a person that also cares. You know, most wholesalers, or actually, I don't know, I don't want to make a sweeping statement, but I, I feel like it's a toss-up between wholesalers that may care about the metaphysical properties or even know about them or not. I don't even think that it's important about that. I think that it's just important that they love what they do. And because, you know, crystals, like you said, anyone that picks up a crystal is filling that crystal with a certain vibration. Of course, we can cleanse crystals, right? Of course. But still, you want as few hands as possible to touch those crystals before they come into your home. And so how cool is it that someone that's purchasing from me, not only have I infused the crystal with my energy, but someone before me has as well. And I have a family in Colombia that they, they're energy healers. Like they infuse every single crystal with the highest energy. And all of the people that have been around for a long time know about this family with me because the first time that I ever offered their Lemurians, I was like having this insane physical reaction to them while I was on the live <laughs> sale and everyone else was too. And they were like, what? Like these are so powerful. So I texted the guy afterwards and I was like, uh, like these are really, really powerful. He's like, oh yeah, like we're energy healers. We energetically potentiate each and every piece. And I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. Okay. Never buying Lemurians <laughs> from anyone else. Cool. <laughs> Check. What are, so once people get crystals and then they, whether it's from their local shop or they go online and they purchase them, what are some things that you recommend that they do once they get them? Yeah. So you can definitely cleanse them if you want. I recommend that just because, you know, it's been in transit. You don't really know about where it's been before. It's not always necessary though, especially like, you know, I cleanse them before I send them. I cleanse them when I get them. I cleanse them before I send them out. So sometimes you may not have to do that if especially you're getting them from a trusted source. The one thing that I do always recommend though is putting your intention into the crystal and it doesn't have to be like, oh, this is the only intention I'm going to put in it for all of time, right? And it can be simple. It can just be, I want you to serve my highest good. It doesn't even have to be specifically for that crystal metaphysically, but you need to sit with it and tell it what you want it to do, right? Because otherwise it's just kind of this, I don't want to say chaotic. It's a conversation and it's an yeah, intention. Exactly. Like I'm welcoming you into my life. Thank you for coming into my life. I would like to charge you with my best and highest good. And it can be as simple as that. Exactly. And you know, I even recommend doing that. Like once you do have your intention or just at the beginning of every ritual, you know, re kind of recharging that with your energy. So if I'm going to be working with my smoky quartz in a release ceremony, I'm going to say, you know, something along the lines of that you may serve my highest good and assist me in releasing what no longer serves me. Something like that that's a little bit more specific, but I'm still sitting with the crystal and telling it what I want it to do. That's mostly for us too, because if we are not specific on our intention, then how are we supposed to release anything? How are we supposed to manifest anything? If we're just like, oh, I hope something good happens. Like, no, <laughs> we don't do that. You know, we're very specific in our practice. It keeps us focused as humans. I exactly. Think, sometimes. Yeah. With that. Well, this has been amazing. Anything else that you're feeling led to share with people or that you would like to get out there? Yeah, I, I guess I would just emphasize again intention and how this carries over not only with crystals, but with every single area of life. You know, if you're not next to your crystal, if you're not next to your deck, you know, infuse intention into your coffee you're drinking in the morning. That's so crazy you just said that. Really? <laughs> 
Yeah, because I was on Sharice Williams, the episode I posted, she was like, when you're stirring your coffee counterclockwise, you know, good intentions. Yes. And I was like, I just stir sporadically and <laughs> right. trying to get that coffee in me as soon as possible. Right? I don't even stir it. I just chug it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, yeah. I, I just really think, and I mean, I think that this came to me in a more like harsh way because I did a combo ceremony. I don't know if you've ever heard of combo, but it's intense physically and, you know, it's, it's a plant medicine. And so that's just basically what they were telling me the entire time. Tell the medicine what you want it to do. And I think that that's literally everything in life. You know, even I don't really like to take ibuprofen if I can avoid it. I would rather, you know, do other things first. But even if I have to take an ibuprofen, I literally tell it, thank you for helping my pain. And I like, or beforehand, I'll be like, please assist me with this pain that I'm having. Even something that's synthetic, it doesn't matter because it's about your intention. And if I'm stressed about taking it, then that's going to be worse than if I would have just not taken it in the first place, right? And so just, I don't know. I just think that we should not second guess our intuition in that way and also don't downplay the value of the intention because intention is everything. That's beautifully said. I love that. And Thank you. so in terms of crystals, don't let me purchase any in the next 30 days. I'm <laughs> yeah. moving. So I want to like, I want to move, like get my other crystals set and stuff, but I would love to touch base with you afterwards and kind of go through that and maybe incorporate some ones that I haven't been as, I haven't worked with a lot in the past. Mm-hmm. And for people listening, you can reach out to Kaylin, Tangerine Sons, apothecary.com. And that's also on Instagram. She has a link tree in her bio, which means that if you go into her bio and click on the link that has everything else listed. So if you're interested in looking her up on TikTok or what have you, it's there. And I definitely recommend that you go because she has just beautiful, beautiful pieces and also love the fact that you, you source them sustainably and everything else. So really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much for today. That was awesome. I really appreciate it. And yeah, just excited to share. (laughs) Thank you for listening to A Psychic Story. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. All episodes are free on your favorite podcast player or at a psychicstory.com. Have a question? Is there a topic you'd like to hear more about or have a suggestion for a future guest? Send an email to contact at a psychicstory.com or leave a voicemail message at 1-800-880-1881. We'd love to hear from you and you may even be featured on a future episode. If you're interested in booking a session with me, you can do that directly on the website. And if you want to hear even more content hosted by yours truly, check out my other show, Supernatural Matters. Reminder that you are automatically entered to win either a free 20-minute intuitive or energy healing session with me if you leave five stars along with a positive review. Currently, reviews can be left on Apple, Stitcher, Podchaser, or CastBox podcast players. Don't forget to email contact at a psychicstory.com when you do, because it allows me to get in touch with you if your name is pulled in the drawing. Your name stays in until you win. 